You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rapoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and here with me, as always, is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. We've we've reached October. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Spooky season. I'm ready to go. I got my jack-o'-lantern shirt on. Uh, We had a great discussion about Halloween before the show, although if we said... What you said about it, I don't know. We might lose some some watchers, some listeners. Listen, I'm always surprised that your like jack o' lantern shirt doesn't have like a Christmas, a Christmas hat, hat on top on? of it. Yeah, it's yeah. coming. I honestly, I thought about it as uh, the I'm pretty girls... sure I saw like the Christmas tree up in the corner of the other room. Like, <laughs> as the girls sure. and I were were decorating today, uh, putting fall stuff out, and we we're like, might as well put the Halloween stuff out if we're doing that stuff. Get you know, get a few a uh, few pumpkins and bats and skeletons out. I should put out a tree somewhere just to see Justin, <laughs> just to see Justin's reaction. Um, you know who who may already have their tree out is Miss Beck. I know, oh, big big, big Christmas fan, big, big Christmas fan. Big Christmas so fan. I hey, always, we, I'm we waiting have, for the picture. Actually, I haven't have, seen it yet. We have fully established that. Listen, if if that's what. It, if that's what brings joy to you, do it. Like we, I used to get angry and and like frustrated. I'd be like, "It's not Thanksgiving yet anymore." I'm just like, "Hey, if that makes you happy, do it." Right? I that's feel like where we're at. Huh? Right? Right? Yeah. So, especially with something like as innocent, right? Like, yes, yes. Who's it hurting? Yes, kind exactly, of exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so the tree will be up next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a comfort thing, you know, for many people decorating for holidays or whatnot. And then you said it's really innocent, but it makes people feel feel good, feel happy, uh, and th- that that gets mm-hmm. it, that increases for me as the the fall goes on, you know, because I have a fall birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, the need, needing some comfort because the way that our football fandoms have gone over the last few days has been a little rough. Never uh, a doubt. Not, I think I right. had to send that to you three times this weekend. <laughs> not because a few of them didn't win. A, a, a couple of them, or in your case, three of them won. All, all of your rooting interests won this weekend. Can't say the same thing for me. I know Victory Monday f- for me tomorrow, unfortunately. Uh, but that's NFL. We're not here to talk about professional football. We're not here to talk about college either. And our Nittany Lions struggled mightily at the 11 a.m. local time kickoff. Only for the first half. Uh, first half was rough. First, first half, half was, was not good. Not good. Okay. And uh, But then we'll rewind one more night and go back to Friday where the Wilson Bulldogs, who we're here to talk about, uh, struggled a bit with Governor Mifflin. Yeah, but in the end, did get the W. That is yeah. the most important thing, and the only thing that matters in the long run. Absolutely, um, able to get the job done. Um, second, kind of second week in a row where uh, there's been a chance to kind of maybe I want to say blow it open because like both those games were close games. You know, um, obviously they were one score game, but not so much in that regard as just like you know it felt like we were on the verge of kind of taking a, a strong control of the game um, in the second half, but just couldn't quite get there kind of two weeks in a row. Um, but, you know, like that's the, that's the downside. The positive side is they did enough to win again. Um, and Hey, that, like you mentioned, that's, that's what counts. Um, kind of, we, we talk about it before riding those ups and downs, riding the momentum, they never let one play, um, you know, kind of dictate another play. Um, you know, I saw, I think it was, um, I think defensive line coach Wolver, I think sent a, a, a tweet out something like that about how, you know, mentioning certain players and like how, Hey, next play mentality and made a huge game winning play, you know, like things like that, just, 
that's the kind of stuff that you you need to build on um and and continue to build on and uh i know we're not this isn't nfl but to quote aj brown like we don't need to be playing our best football right now we need to be getting there um you know and we've we've got a month to get there you know and you need to build each week you know hopefully each week starts uh you know, you can get a little bit more and a little bit more and a little closer to the team that you want to be um, and then see see where we're at at the end of the season. I think the Wilson defense only surrendered 80 yards in the wow. second half. So it was quite the – it it felt like they were always in dire need of a stop. And they yeah. got him in the second half. Yeah. And – They pitched a shutout in the second half. Right. Yeah, Exactly. So second week in a row, the effort, the effort was there when they needed to get it done. They oh, got it done. No, it wasn't. They didn't do a shutout last no, week. In the second um, for the fourth quarter. Yes. Yes. At the, you're right. Yeah. Cause right. it was what? 21, six at half. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, got it done when it mattered, you know, bend a bit, right. but never broke, never gave up right. that one big play. And you know, the game we, before we dive in, let, let's, let's get, let's take care of our, 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 yeah, yeah, our yeah. housekeeping stuff. Cause we kind of just dove right into the Mifflin recap and that's why everyone's here. I do have some videos also to share courtesy of SV sports and Burke sports report, Paul Roberts. We'll get to that momentarily, but do want to thank our season nine sponsors here for the bulldog hour. My dad, Bill Mays, who did message me and said that what makes him happy is beating you at fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, he was he was uh, quick to bring that up today um, when we were playing football, and uh, I might knock him off. We'll see. I'm not confident he, at all. Yeah, he needs uh, he needs uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend needs to score some points for him. <laughs> Can we get a ratings boost just by mentioning her name too? Is that how that works? It won't hurt. Okay, well I'll have to look into that. We might have to put something together. Uh, yeah, so Bill Mays and Mays Sandwich Shop and White Star Tours presenting sponsors of season nine of the Bulldog Hour. Thank you very much. As well as Mike Drago and MikeDragoSports.com, the Hop family, Andy Her. Oh, sorry, Andy, still rough, rough go of it with his college team of choice falling yeah. to uh to yeah. uh my my dad Michigan. My dad was weekend. telling me he's like he's like somebody said that they think they could keep it close. And I was like, somebody is wrong. Yeah, like, I'm I don't like, think that's happening. I'm like, that is not gonna happen. They're gonna get smoked but, by uh, Michigan. I, I, and that's not a statement about Nebraska as much as it is a statement about Michigan. They're doing really well right now. But yeah, sorry, Andy. Andy uh, was back as he always is with his uh, Saturday or Sunday kind of LL football recap. Yes. He, he talks about each team, and he talked about Wilson saying, you know, there's people are always sounding the alarms, and then Wilson wins four in a row. <laughs> you know, beating Cedarcrest and Mifflin in, in close tight games, especially Mifflin was you know rivalry game, which we talk about every time every year. Doesn't matter what the records are when right. rivals meet. And uh, we, we saw that happen here. We also saw that happen in another LL matchup, which we'll talk about Dude, the in a little bit. The scoreboard was wacky this week. Uh, yeah, you were, you were keeping me posted at halftime, and yeah. I was just like, what is going on? I kept sending one to you. I'm like, that's crazy. And then I'd see a different one. I'm like, that's that even crazy too. <laughs> yeah. And also thanks to our five anonymous donors for sure. There's multiple ways you can support us here on the show. Sponsorships, advertising, in-kind donations, visiting the website, bulldoghour.com and Justin's favorite. Yeah. Like and share, uh, spread the word, helps us know uh, what you want more of. Be sure to subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. It's not Bulldog Hour. It is under Wilson Bulldogs Football. That is the page that I've been putting Bulldog Hour on for, I believe, eight of the last nine years. I think the first year we were on the uh, the Joe Mays and J-Raff uh, YouTube page, but it's been on the Wilson Football page now for the last eight years. So subscribe there. Also, if I ever do a live stream from the game or of an event or something, you can get that. And I also do have archival footage from the VHS tapes that I've converted to digital. I've uploaded some old, old game film to the YouTube page. I have basically all but every game for the entirety of the program's history. That's pretty uh, insane. Done, but they're not all up on the YouTube no, page. No, no. Uh, select bit They're are. all insane. That's insane. But one that's up there is the first ever game in Wilson football history in color from 1945. Yeah. Uh, I posted that a few years ago, and I remember and we talked about this on the show in the past. But um, Mr. Lippincott 
was the first person to throw a touchdown pass, first score in Wilson football history. And after I posted it, he stopped by the sandwich shop and I talked to him and I asked if he had seen it and he had no idea what I was talking about. And I, I told him, oh, there's a there's video of the first game, the game that you played in, the first ever game against the Reading JVs. He had no idea. Oh, that he didn't know. Really so cool for his entire life, he did right. not know that existed. Uh, I believe we talked and that he did get to, to see it then. Um, and, and he uh, unfortunately passed away um, a year a year or so, year and a half maybe ago. But it was fun to, to talk to him about that. And that just came up recently with someone else I was talking about how ridiculous it is that we have that footage. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really cool. And it's up on the YouTube page for anyone to uh, to take a look at. All right, so we will be back again in one week's time for episode 12 of season 9 to talk about the Hempfield game and then get ready for the Penn Manor game. That'll be on Sunday, October 8th at 8.30. All right, Justin, here we go. We're officially... Yeah, we're moving down that second officially column. Officially farther down to that second column now. Rival game check on to Hempfield this week, Friday, October 6th, down at Landisville. Road Warriors... Big game coming up after their uh, upset of us last year at Gursky. Time to return the favor and take it to them on their home turf. And we will preview that game at the end of this show. But up first, back to Mifflin. So I do have a few highlights here. Again, this is courtesy of Paul Roberts and BurkeSportsReport.com. Let me pull up the first one. And uh, they're going to loop, so you'll get to see it a few times. And Justin and I are just going to recap the Wilson victory over Governor Mifflin. So I mean, we talked about it a little bit. It, it wasn't a clean game. Um, Mifflin drove down the field to start. A lot of that coming courtesy of a fake punt on fourth down that they converted to keep their drive alive, and they eventually did score. Wilson, thankfully, was able to answer almost immediately the second right. offensive yeah. play from scrimmage. Tommy Hunsaker hits Jackson Wagner for a big play down the middle getting Wilson on the board, tying things up. Mifflin would respond, though, and score again to go up 14-7. to Now we're in uh, the second quarter by this time, but we're just, you know, haven't been able to get the stop, not getting off on third or fourth down, staying on the field, letting them hog the ball. Do you remember, I think it was what, it was 19 was it minutes to three 19 minutes. to, to three, or, uh, 19 to five. 19 or something and like that. change to three and change, I think. Okay, so nearly 20 minutes yeah, to four something minutes, like essentially, yeah, yeah, is yeah. what it amounted to. Five times as much. The, yeah. the, the Mustangs had the ball five times as long as Wilson did in the first half, which is just Which, absurd. if you were to tell me ahead of time that Mifflin's going to win the time of possession battle, like I wouldn't necessarily be alarmed by that just because the styles are going to lend themselves to that. Like that... Okay, like that that in and of itself is not alarming. Right. Well, if you tell me it's that that lopsided, but again, like you said, on the second point, you know, they had a long drive that they also converted a, the the fake punt on, you know, so that like extended it even more. Well, then two plays, we we go the length of the field right. and score. Like it just it happens, you know, like you find yourself in that spot. So like all those things, you know, like you said, you know, led to that situation. But thankfully, we were able to get enough done right. um, to to be even at half. You know, because it was it was an up and down half. But again, we mentioned it already on the show. We mentioned it before. But you just you don't ride too high. You don't ride too low. You just uh, make it happen, right? Um, and then so they were they. From all accounts, you know, reading the things and just listening after the game and all that stuff, no one panicked. Like they're like, okay, we're fine, you know. Which is, you want them to be in that spot. You you want to be confident, and, I, and that is another thing with these close games and these like you know, forty eight minute games um, that they're playing, starting to build that confidence of like, yeah, we're gonna make we're gonna make enough plays to win. Hey, there's something to be said for that. So I do apologize. Apparently, the audio from the video was super loud, and oh, it's not so, coming through so. on our headphones. So okay. uh, if you didn't hear what we said um, f when the first video was playing, I apologize for that. Um, but Justin covered here on the second video. This is video of Hunsaker to Gruber, and this started the second half. Right. Went into right. halftime. 14-14. Um, 14-14 and a half. Uh, 
Wilson had scored near the end of the second quarter, right before halftime, on a Hunziker uh, scramble that he yes. turned into a touchdown. It was yes. about 30, 35 yards yeah. uh, down the, the visiting sideline and uh, got the score to, to tied 14, went into halftime, came out, got the ball, went down the field. Uh, that was fourth down, was it not? It was. So fourth down touchdown pass. From Hunziker to Gruber gave yeah. Wilson the twenty-one to fourteen lead, and that is how we would stand at the end of the game. Right, because I sent to you at one point. I was like, "Man, the fourth down plays in this game have been huge." The fake punt that extended the drive and led to a touchdown. Their fourth down conversion that led to what I thought was a touchdown, but apparently was not, um, where the guy stepped out when he went to dive in, and then. That fourth down play, like there were just some huge plays on yeah. fourth down, and not like every fourth down is huge because it's either going to be a first down, well, it's going to be a first down for one of the teams, you know. So that is a huge thing to consider, right? But like to magnify it even more, there were some huge fourth down plays in this game. So, and thankfully, uh, we ended up being yeah. on. I mean, the score and punch punch points on fourth down yes. uh, is 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 a big deal. I don't believe that happened with Mifflin at all, but they got the fake punt conversion. Then they had the one you alluded to. They was right. like fourth and 13 or something right. like that. And it's just a, a wacky, wobbly throw. Weird. Yeah. If it was, I, I think this was mentioned post game by one of the coaches of the players that if it's a traditional throw over, it's probably picked off. It might even be a pick six by Maddox. Right. But right. because of the way it fluttered and floated, it never came down on the proper trajectory, right. and I believe it was Reese Hole who came down with the catch, and then he stepped out at the three-yard line. Uh, they eventually scored Pletz to Dean Natale, gave them the 14-7 to right. seven lead uh, in the second quarter, but it did just wacky stuff all night. Wilson did not force or recover any turnovers. There were a couple no. times that there were balls on the ground Wilson did not get uh, after either... I, I couldn't ever tell, was it center quarterback exchange or was, it was a quarterback trying to get I it to believe the it running was usually back? quarterback to running back okay the ones that are popping out in my head they put it on the ground at least two or yes. three times yes. but always recovered or right. even continued plays after right. that had happened right. so just some wacky stuff but you can see and i'm going to move on from this as it's been up there a while but uh paul roberts got video of the raising of the gersky lynn trophy now will in wilson's hands again winning it for the second straight time and the ninth out of 12 times the trophy debuted in 2012 before the season opener that year that Wilson won 21 to nothing. Wilson would defend that first trophy game victory later that same season in the playoffs again in actually the district semifinals against Mifflin and Wilson would hold on to win that one 21 to 14 and would win in 2013, 2014 in an amazing game, 2015 and 2016 before the Mustangs finally got a hold of the Gursky Lynn Trophy in 2017. Wilson would take it back in 18 and hold on to it in 19 before the Nick Singleton-led Governor Mifflin team would take hold of it in 2020 and 2021. And then we heard a lot about the seniors last year desperately wanting to win over Mifflin because they hadn't done it yet. Had to laugh at one of your posts of, with a picture of the trophy and, you know, um, and uh, someone we know from from Mifflin who who commented like, you know, you're just glad that you're able to root for Singleton on Saturdays now or something something along those lines. Yeah, and I'm just like, yes, yes that is 100 percent. We we said absolutely it then. why we said it then, and yeah. I'll say it now. That yes, I am I am very glad for that. So all in all, it it was it a perfect game? Absolutely not. The coaches and players would all tell tell us that. I'm sure we did not talk to anyone after the game. Um, but a win is a win, uh, things to clean up for sure. Um, and we, but we will, uh, we will finish things up here, uh, before we move on to Hempfield with some stats. Although Justin and I, uh, did get to take a picture for the first time. It never really came up Justin before. I guess no. the trophy was never really lingering around. Like it was just kind of right. hanging out. So I was yeah, like, well, we were, it was just sitting on the field. Like, so I was like, Hey, why not? take our picture with the trophy um, that should never leave West Lawn. And I hope it doesn't ever again. And happy, well, happy mean, to, to uh, 
to hold on to it. I mean, I don't mind if we take it on a ride every other year, but like as long as it comes on the bus. Well, yeah, it can come with us to Shillington (laughs) as long as it doesn't stay there overnight and for the next year. So, yeah, Wilson victory, twenty-one to fourteen. Defense got it done in the second half. A a lot of turnovers for for the Bulldogs. Turnovers, Mm, penalties, special teams issues. Obviously, all those things need to be cleaned up if they want to uh, if they want to make the playoffs. They they have no margin for error. One of the interesting things to me was our starting position off of their kickoffs was insanely good. Mm -hmm. Um, I. Now, some of that was aided by a penalty on one of them, but like our starting position was so good on on every one of the kicks. It was just, it kind of threw me off. Like right. I, I didn't anticipate Not used that. to that. No. Right. right. Um, yeah. I haven't, haven't really seen that in a while. I, usually with the bigger schools, you'll see guys. Now, again, like last year, we saw teams directionally kicking and, you know, pooching it and everything to keep it away from Cam and anything they could do. So like, but like that's not what this was. I don't think. I don't. You know. But maybe they're not kicking it to Eddie. Um, but that was just. It was interesting to me. So, believe it or not, as funky as the game was, and if if you take into account what you already said about time and possession, Wilson didn't punt in that game. Yeah, only scored three touchdowns. Right. Still didn't have to punt. Now three offensive turnovers will do that, as well as only having the ball well, for and, four minutes. Well, in the and first a half. number of times we started with the ball at midfield, so we're almost already in the four down territory. Like, eh, we're just going to go for it. Very evenly matched game, and obviously a one score game generally leads to that. First downs, twelve eleven favor Wilson. Net yards rushing, one sixty five to one sixty two favor Mifflin. Wilson had the edge by 52 yards in the passing department, 133 to 81. Total yards, Wilson bested Mifflin 295 to 246. Time of possession, Mifflin had it for 30 minutes and 37 seconds to Wilson's 17-23. So, um, yeah, that's what, two and a half. But see, that's crazy how even the other statistics are when time of possession was that out of whack. Like, that's weird. Like, Usually, when you see that much time of possession, the all of the like maybe one of them is out out of line, and that's why the game was so even. But no, like a lot of them were even statistically here, except for time of possession. Third down conversions: Mifflin was five of twelve. Wilson was two of five. Fourth down: two of five for Mifflin. One of three for Wilson. Mifflin got in the red zone twice, scored both times. Wilson was never in the red zone. All their That's scores crazy. coming from outside the 20. Wilson did not get any sacks, but Tommy was sacked twice. How many pass attempts did they so, have? How many pass attempts did they have? Uh, let's. I'll tell you right now. Let's, uh, let's pull up the individual stats. Total passing attempts, 5 of 10. 5 completions okay, on 10 so attempts. 10, 10 attempts. So 10 but attempts. That, right. Honestly. But uh, one of those is a fake punt. Right, and so, Tommy didn't have all that many more. No. He was six of eleven. Right, so so, one more. Right, so uh, a lot of a lot of the uh, the battle was done on the ground, which is to be expected when you're playing right. Mifflin, especially now they're back to the the you know the midline the veer the option. We saw that going full force, quarterback fullback, yep. outside rinse and repeat. And, yeah, and that's what it was. They 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 definitely caught us on that that fake punt. On fourth down, they executed it really it was well. Done too. really well, yeah. Yeah, we not sure what else to say about right. it. Uh, other important stats and those from a Wilson perspective: Tommy was actually the leading rusher as well. He had thirteen attempts. He netted ninety. He actually went over a hundred at hundred and five. But because in high school yeah, sacks, sacks count, count yeah, against yeah. your net rushing, he lost fifteen. So he was at ninety yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, the the touchdown being 35 yards. Corral Akings was next with seven carries for 46 yards. Passing, I mentioned Tommy was six of 11 for 133 yards and two touchdowns. Receiving, Jackson Wagner hauled in two of Tommy's six completions for 53 yards and one touchdown. The touchdown being 46 yards. Austin Valukiewicz was next with two receptions for 34 yards. Um. Defensively, have a have a game. Uh, Ryan McMillan, eight and a half total tackles, uh, including half of one 
uh, for loss. Cam Zulinger also seven and a half tackles, two for loss. He was very important in that uh, defending against that Mifflin offense. And then Nick Fiorini was next. Six tackles from his linebacker spot. Uh, Kurzweig, Hunziker, Mike Glover, and Derek Reiniger also were credited with partial or full tackles for losses. So, you know, Justin, it was a tough one to decide who our player of the game was. There was uh, certainly a handful of guys that could have gotten it. Uh, but I feel like for the six games we've now seen this year, this was the toughest decision because there were all a lot of people evenly. Like, I don't think anyone stood out miles above anyone else. Right, right. No, I agree. So it was a, it was a difficult decision, but in the end you're going to go probably with the guy leading the leading the offense. So right. Tommy Hunsaker gets the player of the game once again from us here at the Bulldog Hour. 13 rushes, 90 yards, and a touchdown. 6 of 11 passing for 103 yards and two touchdowns through the air against Mifflin. So Tommy had a hand at all of Wilson's points. So he gets our player of the game. Again, he can, continues his pace this season of uh, outdoing himself from a year ago. He is now up to 1,254 yards and 13 touchdowns through six games, and that is more than he had all of last season combined in 11 games. Right. So uh, have a game and have a year so far, Tommy. At least four games left, you know, knock on fake wood. and Everyone's uh, healthy and moving along, and that there's more than four games to go right. in the 2023 season for the Wilson Bulldogs and Tommy Hunsaker. And uh, we'll see what Hempfield brings to the table. If uh, another player will step up and, uh, and get the nod next week yeah. against the Hempfield black Knights. But before we talk about them, anything else to say about Mifflin? No, I just, I think, you know, if we take away a couple of the things, one, uh, we've been able to win some tough full games the last couple of weeks while it may not have gone how we would have liked it to gone in every aspect of the game we were able to make it come out on the right side of it right and uh those can provide learning experiences too um anytime you beat mifflin your rival it's it's a good it's a good game uh so we'll take it and again need to get better um continue to get better clean up the things that um you know, are still kind of like hanging out there for areas of improvement. Work on it and and be ready. Um, last year, you know, Hemfield was ready. They came in and that was that was a heck of a game. That was a heck of a game. Um, I hope we can bring the energy um, to Landisville on on Friday night and and kind of put on you know at least from the Hemfield side of things or from the Wilson side of things, put on a you know a good effort. Um, on, on Friday night. Cause I think, you know, we, we've seen improvements with the team in certain areas. I, I still feel like we're at a spot where, man, like if we could, if we can get it all clicking, like if we can get it all clicking, like, uh, this team could, could really start to get rolling. And I'm excited to see that. I, I think it's going to happen. It's just kind of like a matter of when, um, like we said, we, it's got, there's a lot of things, you know, in some ways, you're like, yeah, we, you know, I, I say it, I'm guilty of it. Yeah, we've got a month to figure it out, but like, man, that goes quick. It goes real fast. Yeah, you know, it goes real quick. So, yeah, let's let's start, uh, you know, cranking it up and and get rolling here, because um, you know, Hempfield's going to be ready. You know, they they got that taste of that win last year, and they they know, um, you know, you know, they they really enjoyed that, and it was well learned. Like they they deserved it. They were a heck of a team last year. Yeah. Um, but like I, I hope our guys go in and maybe have that chip on their shoulder. You know, one, you know, I know it's different teams and everything like that. But hey, let's let's go get our win on on their in their stadium. Yeah, Hempfield was riding high last fall and all off season leading up to the start of of this year. But you know, they had won their first share of a uh, LL Section One title since I think it was like two thousand five. And their first outright section title since 1994. You're know, talking about, we talk about all the time, you know, George Eager doing a great job down there. That was Absolutely. not something, you know, it was good for we, the program, we for the it league. All the time. Sleeping Giant, and we knew, we were very happy for George. Yes. At the same time, we're like, oh, come on, you got to be kidding me. Right. 
And coming into this year, everyone's like, well, Wilson Township and Hempfield, it'll, yep. the three of them will be in, in a race. Uh, but through six weeks, the only team that's looked like a bona fide number one is the Blue Streaks, who yes. we haven't seen yet. We get them in week 10 at home. It'll be at Gursky, but that's a few weeks away. Before that, we do get to tangle with Hempfield. Not exactly the Black Knights team that people expected to be right. trotting out on the field, though. No, things things haven't haven't gone their way so far this year. Um, you know, I'm I'm okay with that if that could last at least one more week. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Once we're done with them, it doesn't really matter to right. us what happens. Right. Although, honestly, an, an upset over Exeter would do wonderful things yes, for it, that one, power that one, rating. Right. Reasons. That one would be huge, but um, the rest of them in the league, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't but, make much of a difference. Um, yeah, they've they've had some some a, a tougher go of it this year. Yeah, and no more of a difficult time or tougher time than this past Friday when one of the surprising scores that you sent to me at halftime was Hemfield in Millersville to play Penn Manor, and was it thirteen thirteen at half? I think it was tied at half. Yeah, tied at halftime thirteen thirteen or or thereabouts. And then you sent to me late Friday night like, the final. I'm like Penn Manor won. The Penn Manor comments upset Hempfield twenty three to nineteen. Is it is it Coach Brubaker? Coach John Brubaker yeah, is leading the way. He's I been now two in a row now, right? They have, and they actually started the season zero and four and hadn't scored a point until the end of the Cedar Crest game, uh, which was in week four. They were shut out by Conestoga Valley in week one, twenty seven nothing. They were shut out by Lampeter Strasburg in week two, twenty four to nothing. They then got blanked by Solanco in game three, thirty three nothing. Then they got on the board against Cedar Crest in game four, the week before we went to South Lebanon to take on the Falcons. Penn Manor lost that game 42-13 to before coming down to our neck of the woods and playing at Albright against Reading High for their fifth game. Penn Manor won that game in overtime 28-27. Right. So they get on the... Uh, you get in win column. They put up some more points. They got things moving. But now you got Hempfield, again, you know, struggled a bit early, but still seen as a contender in yeah. section one, they still would have to play Wilson and Cedar Crescent and township while well, Hempfield uh, played township, got beat up pretty good. Then they get to go to, to Penn Manor and you think that's a Hempfield win. And then they'll be ready to go for the Wilson game. And, and Penn Manor wasn't having it. Penn Manor no. uh, was able to, uh, to get the win 23 to 19 Friday night, which drops Hempfield to two and four. And barring a miracle outside of the district playoffs, they would have to win out, which mean and their next two next three weeks are Wilson Exeter Cedar Crest before finishing with Reading. That's a tough go of it. So they're in a a tough spot right now, Coach Eager's team. Now I know they did not have, you know, USC commit David Polly Polly the first four weeks. Right. This past week. Uh, or past two weeks playing, I think defense only. Right. So not not fully healthy, fully ready to go, prepared to play both ways. I don't know what his status will be for our game Friday. Right. But obviously, when he's in there, he's a difference maker. But Hemfield struggling mightily out of the gate, sitting at two and four, losing two in a row. Uh, they beat McCaskey forty-one to twenty to get win two. Um, they beat Dallas Town Week One, sixteen to fourteen. They lost a close game to York William Penn, although, twenty-eight to twenty-five. I, I think Dallas Town was in a close one with Central York this week. Oh, were they? I think they only. Yeah, I think so. Twenty-three thirteen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was real close, even late. Um, but yeah. So like it, it, some wacky scores all over the place. But that Penn Manor one definitely draws your attention. But hey, we you never know. Right, you you never know in in uh, in high school football, no, yeah, or college football or NFL football. But like in high school football, man, it is you can see some wacky stuff, yeah. and that's why Wilson needs to be ready to go on on Friday. You know that they're going to regroup, they're going to try and show that last Friday was not there, you know, not the way they intend to let things just happen the rest of the season. But so. 
I I would expect Hemfield's best this week. You know, like I right. I, I think they're going to be up for the game. They're going to be pumped up. They're they're at home. You're at that time of year. Who knows? It might be homecoming. That you never. You know what I mean? Just like that time of year, early right. October. Yeah. Like they were away last week, so you never know. But just man, yeah. Although an extended halftime might give them time to actually walk over to, to the walk, room yeah, walk, right, yeah. exactly. Um, so to answer the the, the comments on uh, the chat, we, we ran through like the Penn Manor stuff and and skipped over Hempfield. I, I might have mentioned it, but I'll go through it again. Hempfield is currently two and four. They won Week One, sixteen to fourteen against Dallas Town. That was at, at home. They went to York William Penn, lost a close one, twenty five twenty eight. They went to Central York, got shut out, thirty nine nothing. Went to Lancaster to play McCaskey, got win number two, 41 to 20. Then hosted Manheim Township in Landisville, but lost that one 48 to 7. Then went to Millersville to take on Penn Manor this past week and lost 19 to 23. So their record is at two and four after six games. Also, David Polly Polly is committed to the University of Southern California. Uh, and that was a, a, a needed clarification. I know when I say USC, I'm always thinking of the Trojans. Me too. Um, me too. I, I always, uh, and, I, and I, I know that that's just me personally. Um, and I know a bunch of people call the University of South Carolina USC. Right. Uh, when I see it abbreviated, I always see SCAR. Yes. Which I kind of think is an awesome abbreviation for them. No, I don't think you would say that in conversation, though. Right. right. Um, but yes, USC, David Polly Polly is uh, Southern Southern California. That is where he will be playing following his graduation from Hempfield. So let's take a look at the Black Knights. Jackson Landis returning starter at quarterback. He's completed 88 passes for just over 1,000 yards, 1,009, nine touchdowns to five interceptions. He's, by and large, their go-to guy. It looks like their big-time wide receiver, Micah Gates, has attempted one pass, I'm sure, on a trick play, and a converted quarterback uh, or backup guy, Derek Catch, has played sparingly at the position. It is Jackson Landis, by and large, and he was the guy on the field last year that knows what it's like to beat Wilson. Rushing, it's Elijah Walls this season. 68 rushes, 342 yards, two touchdowns. And Landis can also do it with his legs. He's got 53 rushes, 182 yards, and three touchdowns on the ground as well. Receiving, numbers-wise, the reception's lead is Micah Gates, and he was the one that burned us last year uh, at Gursky. He's got 29 catches, 332 yards, and four touchdowns. But Cam Argerson right there with him, 26 catches, a few more yards, 354, and the same amount of touchdowns. 29 four. catches. They have two guys. They have two guys uh, with uh, over 25 catches. catches. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, so it's going to one of those two guys. <laughs> the The remaining guys uh, essentially total what each of them have caught. Right, right. Um, Charles has nine. Acevedo has six. Krauser has two. Abrams has nine. Uh, and only two receiving touchdowns have been caught by someone other than Margison and Gates. So those are the big players to know offensively. Landis, Walls, Margison, and Gates. So let's see where we got. They have been penalized 35 times, which is a, a decent amount. That's over five a game. Yeah. So that's something... Uh, not it's not really something Wilson can take advantage of, but we hope the trend right. continues. Yeah, um, I'd be okay with that. That 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 would be that would be nice. Um, they have allowed over a thousand rushing yards and over a thousand passing yards, um, and also have put the ball on the ground six times. It'd be but- interesting to see how that trend goes, though. Now, if if they now that they have uh, Polly Polly back, Polly Polly back, yeah. Like, For all intents and purposes, at least that's what we think is going to happen. Right. Um, so yeah, so Gates, Landis, Polly, Polly, uh, offensive lineman and defensive lineman Mike Schaefer, another big name to know, as well as Quentin Sneed. He's the anchor on the offensive line, playing center. They they did lose a decent amount in graduation oh, yeah. from last season, but having your quarterback back generally. People expect big things. And some uh, of your weapons. When too. you have your number one receiver back and your number one offensive defensive two way, you know, 
Was he a five star or a I think f- he became high, a five star. Five star offense defensive lineman committed to one of the most, you know, prestigious college football programs of the last twenty five years. People are gonna expect big things. They haven't been able to deliver yet two and four, but they can definitely still make the playoffs if they win out and wreck a few other teams season, including including Wilson's this Friday. Right. Yeah. Um and that's why, you know, I you can't let that Penn Manor score fool you. It, it honestly it means nothing to us. It means nothing. Right. It, to us. it matters for playoffs. Right. People pow- may be like, oh, well, does that right? But even there, you know, Penn Manor got the win. You know, so Penn Manor got the win. And um, you know, so that makes Penn Manor's score a little bit better. But um yeah, it it's gonna be interesting. I, you know, if if the last few weeks tell us anything, be prepared for a tough game. Um you know, hopefully, like I said, if we if we clean up some of those things and can get rolling, uh, it could be it could be really exciting. We'll, we'll be able to see what's going to happen. Um, but you know, I, I still think our best our best effort or our most complete game is still out there. Um, and right, I, I'd love to see that. Not saying I want to peak the first weekend in October, but like, um, you know, just be able to get that and 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 build off of that. Um, as we move forward, so we'll we'll see, but um, expect Hemfield's best shot because you know they they got that taste last year, uh, you know, and you never know after after that happens, um, you know that confidence can go a long way. Just like I was saying, the confidence for our guys in knowing that they can they can come through even when things aren't going their way in some of these close games that could be huge as, as we go on and get into some close games down the stretch. Our guys you know, understanding that uh, it's all about the next play. Whereas maybe another team who hasn't had those situations, maybe they get caught up in the moment a little bit more, but you know, Hemf- there's, we mentioned some of the key guys for Hemfield. They know what it's like to beat Wilson and not too many teams know what that's like. Um, it, so hopefully we can go in there and, and handle our business and it, it won't really matter. Which I'm going to put you on the spot, okay. which I know you love. Yeah, I absolutely love it. What do you think has been Wilson's best game this year? I think, well, this is tough. So I'm going to talk through my reasoning. Yeah, go ahead. In my mind, I feel like defensively, I think Cedar Crest was our best game. Okay. I think offensively, I'm going to say Central Dolphin was our best game. Okay. I think for me right now, I think the situation we found ourselves in in the second half, the last two weeks with with some turnovers makes it hard for me to like say a complete game because I feel like we had the chance to kind of put both those teams away or, again, put some distance between us so it's not a one-score game and – you know us, like panicking down the stretch. Um, despite my never a doubt texts, never a doubt, right? um, all the doubts. <laughs> um, there was so much doubt, <laughs> right. but like I think, I think Central Dolphin. I honestly, I think I might pick Central Dolphin. As crazy as that may seem, right? Because like, it's a loss. It was, it a, was loss. a loss, a one right. point overtime loss, but still right. a loss. But I don't think I, I think, disagree I, with you, right? I think we were so close to beating them, and I think they're better than any of the teams that we've beat so far. So there's there's three phases, and then if you want to throw in four, you can throw like lump coaching in there right, if you right. want to go everything. I, I think we. We didn't win enough points wise on the field, but I feel like we won two or three of the phases against Central Dolphin. Right. Whereas, and, and we didn't, I, I we didn't win defensively there. We weren't able right. to get a stop. Got pushed around a bit, but I think offensively, uh, special teams, coaching. I, I think that I, I feel like that was the closest we were to having a full game. And if you give defensive execution against Cedar Crest. Right. Or most of the time against Mifflin, yeah, I I feel like you're getting so. All that said, and, and you've already mentioned it, they haven't put a full game together, right? It's hard to if, judge yourself against against Reading, but even then, there were things right. that were like, why? What are right. we doing? And, and the thing what is, like, it sounds crazy, but like I'm like, man, if 
even if it's just one of the turnovers at Cedar Crest and one of those is a punt and one of those is a score, well, then I probably pick the Cedar Crest game. You know right. what I mean? Um, yeah, there was a chance for the Cedar Crest game for sure and honestly, to be it. Honestly, I don't think we had three in the second half at Mifflin. I bet there were two and then a stop on fourth down, I believe. I think we got stopped on fourth down. Wait, are you talking about turnovers? Turnovers in no, the second there, half. There was two inter- oh, in the second half. Yeah, second half. Okay. Um, there was the I, fumble for sure in the second half. Right, and another another interception, I thought. Was that in the second half? I thought so. The second one? Okay. And then uh, stop on fourth down. So, like, I kind of view that. I know it's different, but I kind of view that as right, another turnover because yeah. it's in a similar way, but not exactly the same. But I'm like, okay. But, again, if there's one of those, because, I, you know, it, in a perfect world, we sit here, like, eliminate all turn- Yeah, Well, that's easy when I don't have somebody trying to punch the ball out. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's hard to do. Um, But, like, if one of those is a score, one of those is a punt, and one of those is still a turnover, again – the end of that game is just very different. You know what I mean? Um, so like I, that's, I, I struggle with that part of it. And those are things in my mind that, that we can control. And while that's frustrating, it also is a good thing because those are things that we can, and I'm confident will clean up. You know what I mean? Like there are some things where it's like, I don't know what we do. Like right. when we talk about this, like kind of, if you can't throw the ball, kind of like, <laughs> kind of like, like, the, the games against Roman Catholic. Like I feel bad, but like when we when we go through that, there's a there there aren't as many what ifs for me about that game as there are about, you know, like a game like Central Dolphin. Central Dolphin, you know, it, it was one point. So I look at that, I'm like, we we are one one play away from that decidingly being our our best game. Right? Like but it didn't it didn't turn out that way. But like, okay. Yeah, I think you're looking at a, a like I could hear Central Dolphin or Cedar Crest as yeah. being the best team performance, but there hasn't been a complete right. f- mistake-free, complete game right. from this team yet after six weeks. And the ever optimist that I am just means that that's going to happen oh. in the final four weeks. They're Absolutely. going to put it together well, just think- all at one time, and we're going to see a great vintage Wilson victory in a game. Is it this Friday at Hempfield? That would be fantastic. It was it was only two weeks, sorry, two years ago that we were sitting, what, at two and three? Mm-hmm. We're sitting at two and three. And w- did we go to Hempfield? Was that, I don't know if the order was different. Did we go to Hempfield <laughs> no, and, and I, have that? But you remember, like, we we were down in that game. Or at least it was tied. It was like tied later. And, yeah. and we went on that on that drive that was just, Jaden and Brad running the ball like out, which was like, most of the second half of the season, right? After. But like that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it feels like, oh man, we're we're reaching. That team found itself in October. You know what I mean? That team found itself in mm-hmm. October. There's no reason why this team, who I feel like is at the midway, well, just over the midway point, is I feel much further ahead than that team is in, in some regards. And so, like, I feel like. You know, yeah, so, I feel like they could really get it going. So Wilson was two and three after losing to Manheim Central in a close game. Yes, yes. a game we could have won, and then oh, went and to Millersville. That's why I, I and then wasn't you there. were unable to attend. <sighs> but that was the when everyone was like, "Oh, is like is Wilson's stream- in trouble, right?" Because Penn Manor, I think, was looking decent. Yeah, they might have been like four and one or something like that. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, you're right. They they were. They they looked good in the non league games. They had right. only lost maybe a game, and people wondered. Um, and then Wilson beat them forty to six, and it right. wasn't even that close. Um, then you get a win against McCaskey. You, okay. you roll. You're now four and three. You're on the right side uh, in the win, win column, and that's when they they got together. They they beat Cedar Crest then forty nine to twenty four. And then go to Hempfield for that was all the way down in game nine. Wow. So wow. Wilson was five and three going to Landisville the last time we were there. And it was a nail biter. It, it was it was a it was a tough one. Hempfield tied the game uh 21-21. And Wilson got the ball back and drove down the field and uh Jaden Jones scored with 32 seconds left. And if we remember, Hanfield got the ball back and got close to midfield and threw up a last chance Hail Mary I towards believe, the end zone. I believe that Edison helped bat down. 
as a sophomore. I he was playing at safety at that time, I believe. Um, he so, might have thrown out the back of the end zone, but like I, I believe it was overthrown right, in right. the end. But, but it wasn't like overthrown where it's like hitting like the cameras or anything. Like it, right, it, right, it's right. close. But yeah, wow. I didn't realize that was week nine. That's wild. Yeah. So that got Wilson to six and three. And then that, uh, that township that game is the one that soaked. It, that's like the game. It was raining pour. so hard. The back of the booth was getting wet. Yeah. Um, Wilson on senior night beat Manheim township 21 to 14. Uh, that was a, that was an interesting game all around. Yeah. And, uh, Wilson got the job done and actually ended up giving Wilson the title. Yeah. So after the season started two and three yeah. with losses to Mifflin, Exeter, and Manheim Central, they just ran the table in the league, got to seven and three, and uh, then put it together in the playoffs, too. Yeah. Had to be Road Warriors. Right. Go to York William Penn, beat them. With Jaheim White. Go to, yeah, yeah, who's at West, West Virginia, yep. right? Yep. Go to Central York. With a quarterback that's now seeing action at Penn State. Five weeks in a row. Being Bo Pabula at 14 to 11. And what a crazy game that was. And all of a sudden, you went from two and three to nine and three and playing for a district championship. Right. That obviously didn't go the way anyone wanted at Harrisburg, but we're in the game on the cusp against a team that went to the state championship. Yeah. Yeah. So for a team that found itself in October. Right. So I'm saying like, to, to quote our, our boy Andy, right? Like, there may be people sounding the alarm like, oh, you know. But, hey, hey, we're, we're, we're winning games we need to win right now. And, yeah, are there things that we can improve on? Absolutely. But guess what? If, if you think there aren't things to improve on in October, that's fine. You, you, you handle that for your team. But, like... I, I want my team, no matter how they're doing, I want them to be continuing to get better through October. And I think that's where we're at. And I, I'm confident they're going to. And I'm excited to kind of see where we are over the next month or two. This team can still check a majority of the boxes for the accomplishments they wanted to have entering the season. I, we always talk about that, too. If things don't happen, I'm like, undefeated season is off off the board. Right? It's also only happened like 12 right. times in Wilson's right. history. However, if we look at it, and, and again, this is not me asking, but like you look at it. I know beating Mifflin is always one of those goals, right? right. And guess what? Check. Winning the section, you know? Still on the table. I, right. We're not favored, but it's It's not off. It, it's in our control. You know, you win your games. It happens. Win a district title. Like all of those things are. I pulled that out. It is 12 times. Well, of course you did. <laughs> um, But you know what I mean? Like it. Right. Yeah. The, Beat Mifflin, win the section, play, win a district title. Like those are the top right, three. Right, Obviously, right. the state championship's always out there too. Right. But entering the season, those are the three big ones. Yep. You want to beat your rival, you want to win your your section, your league, and you want to at least play for the district title. That's right. what that that those are are the, the basic goals. And all of those are still on the table. One of them's done. Mifflin beat. Right. Right, it's over. They right. they can't. They won't be in our right. memories and, or our minds again for a year. And in in order to do the second to meet our second goal, we need to win this week at Hempfield. Right, and that's so where it all starts. Handle your business. That's what matters. Don't try and do too much. Like just do your job, and things will work out. Um, I'm confident. Like I said, it, part of the confidence comes from seeing the strides we've made in some of the areas since the Roman Catholic game. You know, seeing seeing guys step up. You know. Um, you know, getting Jack, healthy, getting J people. Jackson's had some big catches. You know, Eddie's had some big catches. Austin had some, you know, like it's been different guys at different times. Maddox has had some big catches. Like just it, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think they're doing the things we need, we need them to do. We just need to continue to keep doing them and uh, we'll end up at a, at a good spot. Absolutely. So, a lot of football left to be played, four games to go, hopefully more. And the only way to ensure that is to keep winning on Friday nights. Wilson heading to Landisville this Friday to take on the Hempfield Black Knights in an LL Section 1 game. A little bit of a revenge on the minds of the Bulldogs after last year's heartbreaker to Hempfield lost in the, uh, the final minute, the final seconds. 
And I'm sure that'll come up often this week as the team preps and at the uh, in the locker room before the game, which I will not be a part of because, as you alluded to already, where Wilson, where the visitors at Hemphill have to go is outlandish. <laughs> as nowhere close to the facility. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But Wilson's won four in a row, sits at four and two, controls their destiny in terms of the section championship and making the District 3 6A playoffs. One more victory gets Wilson to five, which means that the non-losing season streak will continue. Two more victories gets Wilson to six wins, and that ensures that the winning season streak continues. And I know that's always at the forefront of many people's minds as well. So, yeah, a lot happening, Justin. I can't believe we're it's October first, and we're uh, we're already talking about playoffs. 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 I got my power ratings file ready to go. I, I tabulated it through week four. I did right. not update it for. I was going to say weeks however, five or six. With, so with, now I'm two with, weeks behind. But we talk about every time how difficult it is with the scores and like this. I'm interested to see that the. The predictions I sent to you following week four, yeah. with only four games played of ten, how close that is to the final? How close did I get with my prognostications? Dude, I dude, know I'm already off because I had state I, college I, losing yes, the central. I, I know we talk about this, but like, it would freak people out if they knew how close you get sometimes to these like early predictions. Well, like I'm the how, one in 2019 that was I banging know. the drum for Wilson to be the number one seed, despite us losing the man. I'm that's Township. what drew everyone's attention. Like when you went out there and were like. Like it's gonna happen, and people are like, "No, it can't happen." It can happen, and you're like, Ooh. "I'm like, yeah." Do you know how to math? <laughs> like, it's not, like, honestly, it's not a difficult thing. Like right. Once you type well, and everything people, in, people and set wanted it up, people it, wanted to argue about it, and you're like, "Look, I'm not. T- I didn't make the yeah. the math. I'm I not just telling didn't... you this is what should happen. I'm telling you this is what will happen because it's math. Right. Math is math. <laughs> you can't change math. Math is correct. This formula is right." Wilson will be the number one seed. <laughs> Guess what happened? Wilson was the number one seed. Oh. I know it made Manheim Township mad, but I don't care about that. So <laughs> um, we'll see what happens. In in a few weeks, we will start talking more about power ratings. Yeah, but it's still, make it's still too early. Maybe, right. I, honestly, probably after week eight is when it starts to come into play right, so right. i think wilson's got to play hemfield and penn manor before that's something i'm really willing to start talking about you know it just it's a lot of guesswork right now because when i'm doing predictions with the ratings i'm literally predicting the outcomes of my gosh i have like 50 teams in there each of them had to play at the time six more games, 300 games, you know, give or take, because I know some of them are the same game for two different opponents within the same, you know, section or whatever. But over 200 games, I was predicting. If I got 55% of that right, I would probably feel good about myself. I'm getting more than that right in the Fearless Friday football was, forecast. Was, though, yes, you are. Sitting at number one um, in MikeDragosports.com. You, you hit your double down this week. I hit my double down. Of course, I was double down on Wilson against Mifflin. I know what I'm talking about. That's right. Also leading our NFL pool I, and I in know. the top uh, top 900 in the world right now. You're doing really I'm well. I'm doing really well. Everything I'm, else I'm fell ready apart. For that. I'm ready for the regression to the mean on that one. No, no, no. This is <laughs> an upward trajectory <laughs> to the moon. That's where we're going. All right, so... Congratulations, Bulldogs, on a rivalry win versus Mifflin. Good luck this week against Hempfield. Obviously, Justin and I will be there, and we will have a show next week to recap, hopefully, a win against the Black Knights. And we will look forward to the game against Penn Manor, which will be at home at Gursky on Friday the 13th. Spooky season, Justin. Yeah. Is that that the pink out game? It is. All right. It's homecoming. Homecoming, uh, probably Athletic Hall of Fame, and Pink Pink Out. Wow! All uh, the next home game against Penn Manor on Friday, October thirteenth. You you heard it here, so get ready. But we'll be back in one week's time to talk about the uh, the Hemfield game. Yeah, on uh, episode twelve of season go. nine. Hopefully, some pizza re- reviews too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes, we got our pizza spot all lined up. Uh, post post win pizza. They're always, ready for they're it. always cleaning up when we go. <laughs> they're probably so mad at us. They're still open though. They are still open. And and unlike some other places, 
Do not turn off the lights. Do not make us eat outside on the hood of a car. <laughs> With the parking lot lights turned off. Uh, adventures uh. in post to Wilson football game. The, the antics that happen. All right. Anything else, Justin? Uh, no, that's it. All right. That's it for me as well. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Always appreciate you all tuning in. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who this is, but they just said math is math. I hope Jamie is listening. It's probably my mom. <laughs> well, I'm just getting Facebook user. I don't know why it's showing me that. Um, oh, that has to be your mom because talking about uh, your uncle Greg playing on the first undefeated team, fall of '67. That is correct. That oh, was the first undefeated team in the fall of '67. Yep. We honored them at the uh, at and, the game a few years ago. And, the Tradition uh, Club. Coach Haas still asks me about my uncle. Nearly every time. They graduated together. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, perfect. All right. So that's it then. We will see you in a week for Justin. I'm Joe Mays. Oh, it's, and, oh, oh it's, it's your dad, not your mom. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. Just his Facebook user, Mr. Raffoff. I... It's never done that before. I could have. I, I figured that from the, the one about my uncle, but I did not know that from the one yeah. that was there. <laughs> All right. Well, for Justin and the Wilson Football Program, I'm Joe Mays. Until next time, remember, go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.